0: talking about this, at the, at the time, I'm, I'm going to keep quiet most of this hour because we have two experts sitting here who know far more about the fiscal system than I'll ever know. All, all i got to say is that the the polls are saying that what Donald Trump is, uh, is talking about has great... Um, Residents within the uh, people of the United States—that to, to me is the uh, the interesting thing about it. But I'm going to keep quiet about a lot of this and let the, these two gentlemen go at it because they know a lot more.
1: Okay, well, Dan, jump in there. <laughs> Give me your
0: thoughts on this. Uh,
1: first of all, let me say that that um, uh, I wrote a piece as a re- as it relates to the uh, the the English vote, the U.K. vote on exiting the, U, the E.U. Yeah. And in that piece, I talked about the elites in the British government and in the uh, liberal side of the political process. The elites uh, didn't believe that they were going to lose and that the, that as a result of the fact that they did lose and they lost because the common man better understood what the hell was going on than the elites. That's why the thing went the way it is. I believe that today we have a Federal Reserve of intellectual elites who have no common sense, including the chairman of the Federal Reserve, Janet Yellen. How in the world, and I've been in this business, as I said, 43 years, how in the world when you've got 94.7 million people, unemployed or underemployed, how, and you know that the labor participation rate is less than 63%, how in the world can you consider the possibility that you need to raise interest rates? It shows that one, they have no clue what they're talking about, and they are event-driven. Well, we were going to raise it three times this year, but we are concerned about the outcome of the British vote, so we're, we're sitting back and waiting to see what happens. In the meantime, we have 38,000 new jobs traded in the month of May. We've got a number coming out this Friday. We have 436,000 people who left the job force in the month of May, 436,000 people, and we added 38,000 new jobs and the Federal Reserve thinks we need to raise interest rates, the Federal Reserve is out of touch with reality. And as long as we have those people trying to make economic policy, remember that the two principal functions, charges of the Federal Reserve, is control inflation and stimulate employment. How are they doing? Well, they decided they were going to control inflation by driving interest rates to zero. And other countries of the world, Jim, today, this morning, the yield on the 10-year Treasury in the United States hit an all-time low. All-time low since they've been issuing the 10-year. This morning, the 50-year Swiss bond, 50-year bond, went to a negative interest rate. 50-year duration, putting money to work for 50-year maturity, guaranteed to lose money. Gold's a much better deal, deal. even though it's not very liquid. Gold is a hell of a lot better deal than guaranteed to lose your money for the next 50 years. (laughs) I mean, it's crazy. And so what we have is the, the chairman of the Federal Reserve who wrote a paper in 1993 on the merits of negative interest rates. And I think that the Federal Reserve, which only has one bullet left in their gun, they're going to they're shoot that because this economy, remember from the political process, the economy in the last year of a presidential term is the best it's going to be because the president either is either trying to get reelected or trying to build the economy so that his follower in his party can get elected. Now, we're, we're talking about a GDP in this country looking at something less than one percent for the year we got ninety four point seven million people under or unemployed we've got a participation rate of sixty three percent and the federal reserve is concerned about the economy overheating give me a break what trump is saying these guys are idiots they're absolute idiots they don't know how to manage policy because they change their mind as often as they change their underwear there is no policy. There is no direction. They're basically reacting to current events and not making long-term strategic decisions.
2: So, agreed. And you look at their quandary. Their quandary is, of course, MZM, money with a zero maturity, $14 trillion. That's people's money piled up in checking and savings accounts. And then monetary velocity right along with workforce participation not only are people hoarding their money but they're not spending it at all so what is that where does that leave us there's only one thing that can fix this and it's the american plan what we had in 1808 and of course what trump is alluding to strong protective tariffs you want a ten dollar gas a barrel gas tax i want a 20 dollars a barrel import tax on foreign oil I want to put trade tariffs on Japan. Yep. I want to stop trading banking deals via the Federal Reserve for manufacturing jobs, which is effectively what we've done. We let our banks go into South Korea. You bring your cars and sell them in the United States. All of these are undermining not only environmental protections in the United States, hard one and put in, but worker safety. What about all the union gains? All of that is being union busted by horrible trade deals in which our export jobs our jobs are exported to other countries where they ignore environmental regulations they ignore labor regulations they treat their workers so badly that they wouldn't even be able to employ people in the united states and then we let them import their goods back into this country not only not paying an income tax mitsubishi doesn't pay income tax in the u.s but then there's no tax or tariff for any of their goods to come in you go back to the american plan where The revenues of the central bank are controlled by the Treasury of the United States. And the import tax is collected at the border in the form of a tariff. You won't need an income tax. Uh, That makes sense. And you'll encourage companies to set up shop again in the United States instead of moving to Ireland, where the corporate rate is 12%. You know, here in the U.S., where they pay double that, triple that, of course they to move to Ireland... Use your brain. Yeah, of course they will. So we incentivize companies to strip away American jobs. And I look at who led the pack there. Isn't it curious? The guy who's howling about Mitt Romney, who was one of the first guys to export American jobs and loot American companies.
1: So, Jim, this morning, this morning, the International Energy Agency, which is a independent organization, yeah. reported that the proven reserves in the United States for crude oil are greater than the proven reserves of Saudi Arabia and Russia. What makes no sense to me, Jim, why are we importing 4 million barrels of oil a day from the Middle East when we've got wells shut in in the United States? We make our oil attractive, as the gentleman suggested, by adding a tariff on imported oil. We'll stop buying that oil in a hurry and start using American oil and putting people back to work to pump the oil. But the idea that we're we're importing 4 million barrels and we've got wells shut in in the United States is insane. It's part of this... Tariff and this trade policy that makes absolutely no sense, and I agree with the gentleman. What Trump is Trump is saying is that the way we're doing it is crazy, and the Federal Reserve is complicit in that they're they're trying to stimulate an economy, and they think, you know, Jim, I wrote a piece for the Surge, and the title of the piece was "Interest Rates Are Low." So what? Just because interest rates are no, are low are not creating jobs. The Federal Reserve thought that if they reduced interest rates, it would incentivize American companies to expand. You don't incentivize a company to expand in a GDP of less than 2%. It don't work. And this is why the, the corporations are sitting on so much cash, because they can't come up with a logical reason why they should expand no matter how cheap interest rates are.
2: Right. Absolutely. That's why MZM, money with a zero maturity, has exploded to where it is. But that's the curious element is that the balance sheet doesn't balance. So I look at the Fed's balance sheet, I see the $4 trillion that they report has been entered into circulation, a trillion pre uh, pre-mortgage crisis. So they've roughly quadrupled what was on their balance sheet prior to this event, uh, the mortgage meltdown. But but Americans think they have $14 trillion in the bank. So the question has to be, you know, where's the other 10? The balance sheets just do not balance. And since all of this debt that we're talking about, what has happened to worldwide dollar-denominated debt in seven years? We went from $45 trillion to $97 trillion in dollar-denominated debt. If we don't have the money to pay, that's the very same crisis that we saw from 29 to 33. And the Fed had Uh hands tied because of the gold standard then. They don't have their hands tied today. So if their ability to double and even triple the money supply is any indication of where they intend to be, uh, I I just say that having a little bit of gold might make some
1: sense over the next 10 years. Uh, Jim, let me me give you a real-life example of of this uh, this stupidity. Okay. I (laughs) I went on what you call a nosh tour in New York City. Uh, and the tour is where you sampled things at different restaurants, okay? Yes. This tour, this tour took place on a Saturday in Queens, New York. And we went out to Queens, New York on the New York Metropolitan Transit Authority subway. And we got off at this particular station. I counted, I counted thirty seven people standing around in hard hats and colored vests watching two guys digging in a hole. 37 people watching two guys digging in a hole. We, we have no controls. We have no constraints. The reason why the money in, in the banks, the, I, in, in 43 years, I have never seen a savings rate as high as it is in the United States, when you get nothing for your money. People are saving their money. They're afraid. They're concerned. They have no idea what's going on. They have no confidence in the government. So they're hoarding cash. They're not spending. Look at all the big box stores that are closing. And they're going to Internet shopping because that's where they, get, they, they think they get the best value. And so the American consumer is shifting its buying patterns and savings patterns to historical proportions. I mean, I've, in, in in 43 years, I've never seen a north of 5% savings rate when you virtually get nothing at the bank. Nothing.
2: Yeah. Again, that's why I think uh, gold and silver holds some positive benefits. Sorry to do that again. but. You know, when you can't, when you get a negative rate of return, you put ten thousand in the bank in January, you get ninety nine fifty back at the end of the year. Why not hold a tangible asset at that point? And and that's what I think the behavior of the typical investor will be. I I hope you're correct about this populist surge, because it would most certainly restore my faith in humanity. Uh, We've tried this experiment, this free trade experiment, this central bank experiment for the better part of a hundred years, with dismal results. I think it's time to go back to the Constitution. No state shall make anything but gold and silver coin a tender and payment of debt. So if you're going to short me dollars, at least I know what they are. We have all of our wealth electronically denominated in dollars. We don't even know what they are. And unless and until we can get a straight answer, uh, do the Fed's books need to be audited? You bet they do. Does the entire Absolutely. Federal Reserve apparatus need to be picked up and moved into the Treasury? That's my opinion. I, that's what I think
1: should happen. Right. Uh, Jim. Um, uh, an, another point, following up here. We're, we're in a situation, uh, and this this may be where Don could jump in. I saw a report, which just it's just mind blowing to me. Over the last forty years, last forty years, sixty eight. Thousand businesses have closed in the United States, and over 4.8 million people's jobs were moved overseas. Sixty-eight thousand businesses, jobs. Yep. and they were good, relatively good-paying jobs, because the the economy, the economic situation, was such that it was more productive for them to move the jobs overseas. Now, Don may have some more numbers about. Formation of new small businesses, but you know the the debt when 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 Trump is saying we lost the we lost the manufacturing jobs, we've lost millions of manufacturing jobs and and tens of thousands of manufacturing businesses who either went out of business because they couldn't compete or they went overseas to get their jobs uh, their companies built. Don, anything to add there?
0: Oh, I have a lot of figures to, to add to it. Thanks. I've, I've just been enjoying listening to the two of you guys go at it. Um, uh, but but it is true. Last year, there were less jobs, uh, less companies formulated uh, than at any time in the last uh, 15 years. New, new companies formulated. That's one fact. Two, the... Um, we're talking about uh, jobs being uh, generated uh, and and small businesses are said to to be the ones to really generate the jobs but last year we had the lowest number of new jobs formulated by small business than any time in the the last five years Uh, you're right about the fact that businesses went out uh, out of business um you those figures are absolutely correct. Uh, and the plain and simple fact is the average um, uh, uh, income of American families declined last year and in fact is lower than it was uh, ten years ago. Isn't that a shame? Isn't that a shame that uh, all this is happening? Where has the middle class gone? Maybe, uh, well, most of them have gone overseas. Uh, if if you look at the uh, uh, the various uh, uh, luxury items, etc., where are they all being sold today in China? I'll go back to you, Dan, and to to, to our guests who are doing a great job. So, what other questions you got, Jim? You anything else?
1: On more than hey, what
0: about Hillary? Well, that, that that was that was
1: that was my next that was my next question here uh, we've got we've got our uh, we've got our great guest with us today he is uh, joining us live Andy guys and uh, we also have Dan Perkins and Don Mazzella. and um, Andy from a financial perspective and from just uh, I guess your personal opinion perspective what do you make of the thing today with Hillary and then we'll let Dan and Don jump in there
2: uh- Uh, To me, it's simple. You know, if you're connected, you're protected. And if she's not connected, I don't know who is. (laughs) I I think the whole event with the husband meeting the attorney general to talk about their grandkids. Hey, you get off your private plane. Come over here and stand in my private plane. No pictures anyone. We're just going to talk about grandkids. Okay. Yeah, what do they call that? Ex parte communication? (laughs) Uh, I think the whole thing stinks. And the American people see it for what it is, a sham.
1: Dan, your thoughts. You want my honest opinion? Yes. (laughs) Or do you you want something you can put on the air? (laughs) (laughs) Whichever. I, 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 I told Don when I heard about this this morning, I said that Comey in his announcement said today that he couldn't figure out a way to prosecute her because there was no precedent. But that she was not, she was not found not guilty, and that's true. He she he didn't say she did anything wrong. He found that he couldn't find any precedent by which to charge her, but he charged her with uh, endangering national security by her wanton disrespect for the laws of this country. And, uh, and and he pointed out to the fact that she had said on numerous occasions she never sent or received any classified or any emails marked classified, and there were 56 chains of information, which he reported, that was in fact handled on her server that was classified information. So for some reason they couldn't find a precedent. I don't know what the hell happened to the... To the decision as it related to George General Petraeus, but they couldn't seem to find any precedent. I, I have to say, I'm disappointed in Mr. Comey, uh, but I think that the American the American people hopefully will understand how crooked Hillary fits the name.
0: Hmm.
1: Don? on this?
0: Well, actually, if Donald Trump handles this well, he could get it so that the American people uh, indict uh, Hillary Clinton. If if he can come up with uh, some great ways of doing it. Clearly, um, the cynicism that's overwhelming Americans right now uh, can be turned into victory for Donald Trump if he doesn't... Uh, um, does it uh, smartly in the next couple of days. I'm I'm reading some of the accounts and, uh, uh, from the various people. And by the way, um, I'll admit on your program that I have to have egg on my face. I didn't think, uh, as my wife pointed out, I said uh, I didn't expect the indict- indictments until uh, September, there are no indictments, and it looks as my prediction that she would not be the candidate has gone by the boards. Uh, uh, this, was, this was the last way that she, she could uh, be uh, thrown off the Democratic uh, ticket. So I guess we're going to uh, see a race between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Uh Uh, It's unfortunate that out of all of America, we could only find these two people to run for president of the United States. Isn't that a sad commentary about today's world? No, it's not a sad commentary. It's a reality. It's the reality of the world we live in.